We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. Andy, I do want to take a serious uh, tr- transition, though, because the news that, you know, Bruce Willis, they, they initially had said he had aphasia, which I don't 100% understand what it is, but they, they've clarified his diagnosis and that it's FTD, fronto, frontotemporal dementia. And uh, they had a release, I think his daughter uh, put something out on Instagram yesterday. And so we thought it would be important to talk about what it is and, and of course, give give uh, highlight one of one, an important organization here in Connecticut, of course, the Alzheimer's Association of Connecticut. But we wanted to touch base with Dr. Christina Z. Denise, Associate Professor of Psychiatry at UConn Health, also the chair of the Connecticut chapter the Alzheimer's Association Medical Science Advisory Council. Doctor, good morning. How are you? Good morning. Good. How are you doing? I'm doing well. So FTD, first and foremost, what is it? So FTD is a form of dementia. So when we say the word dementia, it's kind of an umbrella term, meaning there's changes in somebody's memory and ability to take care of themselves as they get older. But there's lots of different types of causes of dementia. So FTD is one specific cause. It's not very common. Um, We see it affect people a little bit younger than who would get Alzheimer's, so often in their 50s and 60s. Um, And it's a type of dementia that affects the front part of the brain. So the symptoms that we see um, include memory problems, but they can also include symptoms like Uh, personality changes, behavioral changes, and something called aphasia, which you mentioned. Um, So aphasia is a symptom that affects somebody's speech. So it affects their ability to produce speech, to say words, but it also affects their ability to understand speech, to to understand the words that somebody is saying to them. You know, I want to be respectful, but I also have very basic questions. And so Obviously, you don't know the specific degree of FTD that like Bruce Willis has, but not only can he not communicate verbally, but there's a ch- there's a chance that he has me- extreme memory loss too. Like he might not know who's around him type thing. He might have both of those things happening concurrently. Uh, yeah, so I can't speak to Bruce Willis specifically, but people with frontotemporal dementia have the communication problem um, that was first described a while ago for Bruce and then also can have um, memory problems that develop over time. And so, his, I mean, it, I guess my comparison, because every, almost everyone I know has had some dementia in their family, you know, through their grandparents or parents or what have you, how does the possible, you know, day-to-day life and ability to have you know, some satisfactory, you know, days compared to the, what we commonly look at as dementia? Well, I think, excuse me, one of the common threads throughout all types of dementia is that people develop difficulty with their day-to-day activities. So at first, those day-to-day activities might be something that's more sophisticated, like they might have problems driving or they might have problems doing their taxes or managing their monthly bills. Um, And then as the dementia progresses, they need assistance with more basic activities. 
like um, being able to take a shower themselves or being able to um, sometimes even walk as the dementia progresses. So um, those are common across all types of dementia. Frontotemporal dementia is a little bit different in that the memory problems are not as prominent initially. Um, Oftentimes it's the speech that's the first sign that something might be wrong. And also the progression of frontal temporal dementia, unfortunately, um, I mentioned it happens in people who are younger, but we often see the progression more rapidly develop um, over the course of, of like four to five years instead do, of seven. Do we know, years. is there any, is it genetic? Is it lifestyle? Like what brings it on? Um, it can be genetic um, and sometimes it's just bad luck. Um, for dementia in general, we know that um, it can happen to anybody, so we don't want to point to one specific lifestyle issue, um, but we know that things that are protective um, for a lot of people would include that they're non-smokers, um, that they're not heavy alcohol drinkers, that they get a lot of exercise, cardiovascular five days a week. Um, and that they have a healthy, balanced diet, Mediterranean-style diet, low-sodium diet. Um, and we also say that social interaction is very important in terms of brain stimulation. We're talking with Dr. Christina Z. Denise, Associate Professor of Psychiatry at UConn Health. Uh, by the way, we want to remind people, you know, there are a lot of support groups for people because it affects the whole families and a lot of people here in the Alzheimer's Association of Connecticut. I think it. I think it's twenty four hours has a hotline. It's eight hundred two seven two thirty nine hundred. Again, it's eight zero zero two seven two three nine zero zero, and you can access that anytime. It's difficult not only on the person who's suffering, but also the surrounding family. So we just want to point that out. I I have um, you know, one question in terms of. This and then I have a generic sort of psycho- psychiatrist question. My, my 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 last question on this is: Are we seeing more of these cases in general? You know, is 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 society getting more of this, or we're just detecting it earlier? Or, or you understand my question? Absolutely. No, I think it's a combination of both things. So we know that the population is aging. So with people living longer and age being the primary risk factor for developing dementia, we're seeing more and more older adults who previously might not have lived that long to develop dementia, developing different forms of dementia, Alzheimer's and frontotemporal being two of those. Um, so I think that the numbers are going up. The projection is that by 2050, there's going to be 14 million Americans with Alzheimer's disease, that one specific form of dementia, as an example. So, um, you know, we're really, we're really hoping to move towards a cure um, because right now there's not a cure for either frontotemporal dementia or Alzheimer's disease. And this is, this is really becoming a public health crisis. And the other question I have is not related to this per se. You know, I had a listener, you know, want me to ask this question and I had the same experience myself with a family member in terms of managing medication. You know, finding a psychiatrist to work with you is very difficult. And so many of them don't take on new patients and so on and so forth. Is there, is there a shortage of psychiatrists? Is it, a, uh, is it an issue with the healthcare and healthcare coverage? Like where, because it has to be an issue for a lot of people. Where, where is the blind spot? Um, well, I think the blind spot might be the opposite of blind spot in that I think we're reducing the stigma surrounding mental illness. And I think more and more people who previously weren't seeking treatment are now recognizing that it's okay to see a psychiatrist if they're struggling with anxiety, depression, 
sleep problems, trauma, memory changes, all of that that previously was not spoken of, I think is now much more commonly appreciated as a health problem for which a doctor is needed. So I think with more and more people presenting looking for psychiatrists, I think we don't have the workforce to meet those needs. So we need more um, of so them. Yeah, but I, we are, need more of them. Are, is, is there a discouragement in going into the field because of healthcare, or is it just we just need more psychiatrists in the world? Uh, you know, I, I work at UConn Health, and the number of students who are choosing to go into psychiatry and, and become psychiatrists is increasing every year. So I think we're, we're catching up because okay. the interest in going into psychiatry is, is kind of increasing in tandem with the number of people seeking psychiatrists. But there's definitely a lag time in terms of that training process because it does take many years to, to get to that point. Doc, we appreciate the insight. Really helpful information. I learned a lot, and we appreciate the time. Yeah, have a great day. Thanks for having me. You too, Dr. Christina Z. Denise, uh, psychiatry professor at UConn Health. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com.